Hello, and welcome to Humanities Centered, a podcast that explores research in the arts and humanities at Carleton College. I'm Clara Hardy, the director of Carleton's Humanities Center. Today, I'm talking with Cecilia Cornejo about her Wandering House project. I'm 18 years old, but I haven't really lived in Northfield for that long. I was born in Lithuania. I am 10, and I have lived in Northfield all my life. How old am I? I am 91 years old. Uh, I've been in Northfield since 1946, when I came out of uh, the Navy at the tail end of World War II. Pues si yo no soy nacida aquí, yo soy de la, de la Ciudad de México. Y a mí lo que me motivó venirme para acá es por la necesidad económica. The voices you've just heard give you a small taste of what you can hear if you visit Cecilia's Wandering House. Cecilia is an instructor in Carleton's Cinema and Media Studies, or CAMS, department. She's a documentary filmmaker, artist, and educator. Her experience growing up under dictatorship in her native Chile led her to develop an artistic practice that encourages community members to reflect, envision, and generate paths toward collective well-being. Last summer, she chose CAMS major Kaylee Kronick as a student research partner to collaborate with her on her latest project, a sound mapping website. We started the conversation with Cecilia sketching the context of the larger ongoing project within which she and Kaylee were working over the summer. I would say this is about sonic landscapes of rural Minnesota. That's the name of this project. And it's a sound mapping website designed to explore notions of home and belonging from a rural perspective. This sound mapping website is conceived as a virtual public space where people you know, can go and listen, but also contribute. But this is an offshoot of another project, The Wandering House which is a project that I launched in the summer of 2019 uh, that featured an ice ice fishing house converted into a mobile audio recording studio. So with this project, I invited people in Northfield and in Lanesboro, where I was visiting as an artist in residence, to come into this house to record their reflections on home and also their, the, the hopes that they had for their, their respective towns. So through that project, I collected a ton of audio, actually 42 hours between the two towns, 42 hours of audio. And those, that, that's the audio that forms the basis for sonic landscapes, in which I'm basically um, creating these micro stories from all this audio that I gathered to put into this Salmabin website in the near future. So um, can you talk then um, a little bit more specifically about the summer, the specific summer period that you and Kaylee were working together, what your expectations were going into that and why you asked Kaylee to, to partner with you? Uh, yes. One of the main objectives was to work with Kaylee so he would help me go through this audio and create these micro stories, uh, meaning kind of doing some, some editing so the, so the testimonies uh, recorded by people would have some kind of a flow 
but not ultra edited to make them uh, too constricted. I was looking for someone who would be motivated, you know, self-motivated, responsible, uh, self-directed, knowledgeable, assertive, and to a degree opinionated, you know, someone who would not be afraid of saying, uh, are you sure about these? Or have you thought about these in this other way? You know, I really was looking for someone who would have that kind of, you know, that would feel very well placed, that could be an interlocutor rather than, oh, this is a student who is helping, helping me out with stuff. So Kaylee, how about you? What sorts of expectations did you bring into the, to the summer? Yeah, um, I think it, it was really interesting because when Cecilia approached me with this, um, I had kind of decided what I was doing for the summer. And so I was initially fairly hesitant um, about um, agreeing just because of the time commitment. Um, when Cecilia was describing what she wanted, it was, you know, sort of someone to really just dig into it and enjoy working with these micro stories and enjoy, you know, digging through, sifting through, figuring out um, sort of connections between them and seeing what information was flowing and how and really how to make them um, concise and driven. Can you can you um, give us an example of a, a memorable kind of experience you had as you were working with these stories and, and putting them together? Three or four weeks in, I sort of had this moment where um, I had been editing the stories and I s made a connection where uh, I started to see like three different groups emerging from it. I wanted to give you a more precise sense of what Kaylee is talking about here, so I've spliced into his remarks some examples of the sorts of micro-stories he was working with. I grew up for most of my school years in a little town in Iowa, and I think Northfield's a lot like that. And when you come in from the outside and you've left all of your friends and, and you're moving into this place, it does take a long time to begin to feel like you in some way really belong to this place. I started to be able to make connections based on who was talking in the recording. And I felt like I was actually starting to understand what the issues were that mattered to the people who had recorded their stories. and. From that moment forth, I was able to kind of go into a recording with an idea of how the story would flow and uh, sort of what issues would be important to that person. And it sort of just made everything click for the rest of the summer. And the editing that I was doing started to just make sense. Um, and really the stories came together as a whole. And then I went back and edited a bunch of the earlier ones to make them um, mirror that. I found Northfield to be, and this is always an interesting choice, Minnesota nice in that it's very friendly, but it's hard to make friends for someone who is older. I kind of ended up sort of grouping like three different sets of people kind of um, 
there were the college students and then the people who had lived in the town for most of their life or all of their life, um, but who were not associated with the colleges. And then there were the professors. And so I was sort of able to start tying issues between those different groups. And I started hearing again and again um, from college students that they wanted to feel more integrated with the town. A big part of me going to Carleton was coming out uh, as bisexual and realizing my identity and kind of owning it and really expressing it on the day to day. And I think I really want to get to know, you know, like the older members of the LGBT community who live here. I think I would just feel like I'm seeing a representation of myself in the future and that would be incredible. The people who had lived in Northfield for a really, really long time, um, they kept saying about diversity and really wanting more diversity and the town to work around those issues more. And that was really powerful to hear from so many people. It's a very, very uh, white place. <laughs> in addition to the, these connections that you were making, there is the whole you know, uh, immigrant population that you didn't get to work on because you know, they're mostly in Spanish. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because that's, that's the spirit of this project, you know, that people will be able to go to these, you know, sound mapping website slash archive and begin to get a sense of what this town is like beyond the way it looks, which is the, the, the objective, right? So I'd like to hear from each of you a little bit uh, more about next steps. Cecilia, uh, what's next for this project? I'll have a show at the Rochester Art Center next year and that will, it will go from May to August. And so I'm hoping to launch this sound mapping website as, in conjunction with that exhibition. And Kaylee, uh, how about you? Do you have the audio bug now? Yeah, I mean, as Cecilia was saying, I've always had the bug for audio <laughs> recording. That's nothing new here. Um, <laughs> but um, absolutely. I mean, I, I never, you know, I was always going to continue doing audio recording. But what I would say is that my uh, experience and past, you know, involvement in the field has been primarily music driven um, and recording live music and being in the studio with musicians a lot. Um, and I had had, before coming to Carleton, I had had zero experience really in sort of the film, film industry with sound. And so I'm a cinema media studies major here, um, senior. And so I had sort of joined that department with the hope to experience more film and then working on this project with Cecilia has opened up a whole nother um, sort of field slash um, way of enjoying um, my passion in sound, which is through art and just through more of, yeah, in art form that isn't explicitly cinema or isn't explicitly music. With this project, I think we, we both are seeing how it's, it lends itself to much exploration and I'm trying to be very respectful of that. And that has been like a tremendous experience for me as a maker, 
you know, uh, giving myself permission to, to listen to, to the work and be respectful of what is asking me to do with it. The one question that it occurs to me that I didn't ask Kaylee um, or Cecilia is whether this has altered your sense of home or made you think about um, your sense of home in a, in a different way as you listen to the different accounts that people have left? There is the sentence that was requested for people to say, which was, I know I'm home when, and follow that up. And so I feel like for me, it made me sort of think about, well, how I define my own home and how that is very different in that it doesn't rely on people at all. Um, like people is not a part of home for me. Um, home for me is very much a sense of, you know, my own space. It's, you know, I, I know I'm home when, and it may sound very, very uh, depressing, but when I'm working, you know, that's where I find home in my work. And can I, can I make a, a request? Yes. And this, you, you decide whether you keep it or not. But as you may or may not know, the Wandering House now has a virtual component um, through which people can go to the website as opposed to going to the physical house. People can go to the website and record right there, you know, their thoughts on home. And there are questions offered right there on the website that have to do more with how notions of home have, have shifted, if at all, with the pandemic and the social uprising. So if I would appreciate, you know, if people went and looked and listened and recorded, that would be amazing. Thanks so much. The website Cecilia mentioned can be found at thewanderinghouse.com, and there you can listen to other stories and record your own in the virtual Wandering House by clicking on the signpost leading you there. You can find show notes for this podcast on our website at www.carlton.edu humanities. There you'll also find more about student research partnerships, as well as all the other programs supported by Carlton's Humanities Center. This podcast is a production of the Carlton Humanities Center and is edited by me, Clara Hardy, with original music by Will Hardy. Thanks, as always, to Austin Mason, Director of Digital Humanities at Carleton, and the Humanities Center Advisory Board for helpful suggestions and support. You can subscribe to Humanities Centered wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. Thank you.